0: Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app, or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners: Pabst Blue Ribbon, always smooth, always refreshing. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. When you're this good, quality always comes through. PBR me. ASAP. Hello and welcome to another episode of Matt and Judd's Hockey Adventure. Did you miss us, Judd, getting together to talk hockey? You know I did. You know it's my
1: favorite sport. (laughs) I do. I was thinking to myself last week while on the couch, when are we going to do another episode of the hockey adventure? Because there's so much hockey still left to
0: watch. Of course, it feels like the Wild's been done for about two years now. Yeah, I was having the same feeling. I was thinking there's a lot to get into here with the conference finals starting, but I was thinking about the Wild and how they match up with some of these teams that have now gone deep with Nashville and Anaheim. Funny, I was thinking the same thing last night as I watched those games. Okay,
1: well, what was your takeaway on that? Not well. Um... I was thinking to myself, okay, of the four teams that played last night in uh, to go to the conference finals, who do I think, if the Wild were to meet them in a playoff game or series, that they would have a very, very good chance against? And I, I, I guess I could have sort of see Washington a little bit. Uh, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. They know how to win, so that gets tougher. And then here's the really troubling thing. In the Western Conference, I'm watching the Ducks play. And the Ducks aren't fun to watch play. But they're a big team with pretty good goaltending, and they beat you up. That's not a great um, matchup, in my opinion, in the playoffs for the Wild. And then you look at the Edmonton Oilers who lost that game, and I'm thinking to myself, as we've talked about numerous times now, this is going to be really tough because you are looking at a team coming of age. The Edmonton Oilers, if you're a fan of the sport, are going to be over the next five years great fun to watch. But if you're a fan of a specific team, it's not great fun because if you had seen, so let's say a year from now, a playoff matchup comes along and it's the Wild Oilers, Whew. that's going to be it might be five games or so, but I don't see the I don't see that matchup being favorable towards Bruce Boudreaux's team.
0: How about that? Well, I think so I give you, one t- y- you did think about it quite a bit then. Uh well, with your first point, Edmonton Connor McDavid, I think, got slowed down pretty well in this series by Ryan Kessler. The Wild do not have a guy who does that. In fact, most teams don't have a Ryan Kessler. I think he is one of the best two-way centers of the last decade, and it really showed in this series that McDavid was good at times, but he rarely took over games, which we know that he has that capability to do, and Kessler was following him all over the ice. I Uh, NBC showed a kind of a cut up of a bunch of times where Kessler was just all over him, mauling him, playing physical with him. And I think the comment from whoever was doing color was, well, get used to that, Connor, because for your entire career, there's going to be some guy like Ryan Kessler who's going to be on you for a playoff series. And I don't know who that player on the wild roster would be. It would have to be Koivu. But I don't know if it works yeah, or not. Yeah, I'm I don't, just saying that right. that's who it would be. No, you're right about that, and I don't think that's a good matchup at all. I, so think, Ke- I think Kessler is uh, better at that role being really physical and mean and nasty. I would agree, yeah. I- I've talked to players around the league who have said, of all the guys that are the worst to play against, he is one of the worst because he's so physical with you and dirty and all those things, but also really talented, sure. too. Uh, that makes it difficult – I think, in a matchup for the Wild for for both of those teams. Mm-hmm. Because going up against Ryan Kessler and Ryan Getzlaff, the two centers, they're just better than any of your centers. And when they have two centers that are better than all of your centers, I think you're in really tough shape. Plus, Gibson is becoming one of the better goalies in the league. Yes, uh, Over the last couple of years there have been some shaky times for him as a young goalie, but I think we really saw it in this series. On the Eastern Conference side, I don't think you beat either one of those teams if you're the Wild. I don't think you beat Pittsburgh or the Capitals, I I mean Ottawa. I said either one, so I guess that sounds like I'm referring to Ottawa. But, I mean, from last last night's game. I don't think you beat Pittsburgh. I don't think you beat Washington. I do think they're better than Ottawa, though. Um, But that kind of leads me into, I think, the most interesting thing for us super hockey people going into this is, could Ottawa go from a really mediocre regular season team to somehow – Making it all the way. And I don't know what that would say about hockey as a sport. If a team that was 22nd in scoring, that didn't control the puck during the regular season, had very, very good goaltending, but was so poor, was able to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, I think it would kind of make it look like, wow. I mean, anything can happen in this sport if they can beat the Penguins here in the Eastern Conference Final.
1: Eric Carlson is going to be a saving grace because he's a fantastic player, and he's a player who I think his name is known. But if you sit down now and watch the East, you're going to see a phenomenal defenseman. All of that being said, NBC and the league have to be praying to upstairs every night, praying that the Sens don't make the finals. Because the Senators are a relic of the let's tie things up in the neutral zone past, Jacques Lemaire past. It's, it's, I don't see, aside from Carlson, I don't see any upside there. Now, now, I think nationally they, they would say, well, we would prefer to U.S.-based clubs, and I get that. But if you come to me now and say the Oilers are going to play the Maple Leafs in next year's finals— I say, OK, it might not be ideal from the fact that it's two teams in Canada, but it's great hockey, right? It's good for ho- – I mean, you're going to have kids saying, oh, man, i got to stay up and watch McDavid play. It's great. The Senators' storyline, I see no upside here. I mean, Carlson's a nice player. He's fun to watch. But once you get past that, you're going to see – so if it's the Senators and the Ducks or Preds, you're going to see Ottawa play style where they're going to try and do what? Slow it down. And what scares me and, and what should scare the league is Ottawa-Pittsburgh. Ottawa slows it down and mucks it up just enough that they, they'll give Pittsburgh some problems. But, Collar, I don't think it's going to be fun to watch at all. I think I think the, uh, the Predators and Ducks, they're two big teams, and they'll beat up on each other. I think that's fun. But when you're talking about trying to muck up the neutral zone and dump and chase, I
0: see no upside there. Do you? To that series, yeah, no, not really. I like Pittsburgh Um, a lot, but I just other than watching Sidney Crosby, and and I think with Crosby and Kessel and Malkin, there's just way too much talent there. Like, good luck slowing it down against those guys. Uh, The key factor for them, other than Eric Carlson, is Craig Anderson, who led the NHL in even strength save percentage this year. And is totally underappreciated in my mind mm-hmm. for just how good he's been over the last decade because he played in Florida and then Ottawa. I think it's almost like people haven't noticed that he's one of the better goalies in the league. He's sure. not Carey Price or Henrik Lundqvist, but he gets no recognition for how good he is. Carlson reminds me of LeBron James playing for the Cavs when he took them to the conference final or no to the NBA finals against San Antonio because. That team is so mediocre from top to bottom, and he is just having to do it all for them. He's having to create offense, dominate the puck, play half the game. And I think that if you had Carlson playing this way and some more talent up front, they have good players, but they don't have Malkins or Crosby's. Kyle Turris is like a pretty good player. Yeah, he's a nice player. And, you know, guys like that. They have nice players, you're right. Right, probably six nice forwards. And then they were dressing Chris Neal still. Like, okay, I mean, if you're going to try to play that game, maybe they will. I that's think what that, they're trying to do. I think they will, yeah. that
1: That's the concerning thing because it's not good for the league.
0: But I think just like LeBron back when he had Larry Hughes was his best teammate, yep. uh, they'll go up against the team with the superstars and, and lose here. If you're talking about a Stanley Cup final that ends up being Pittsburgh versus Nashville, I think that's the opposite of the scenario you laid out with Anaheim and uh, Ottawa. I'm in. I think it's one of the most exciting matchups that you could have come up with. Mm -hmm. Two teams that play fast, have tons of talent, and two of the most interesting stars in the NHL in P.K. Subban and Sidney Crosby. And I would like to see P.K. Subban finally get some of the attention from the NHL that he deserves now that he's in America and playing on a really successful team that isn't a bus fire like Montreal was and maybe a city that doesn't blame him all the time with ridiculous right. th- reasons for uh, for them losing although hopefully we won't have to deal with any more of Mike Milbury That's what I was criticizing say, no. him for dancing
1: is NBC is so are the people that cover the league if if the preds make the finals are they going to know how how to present Subban? i mean the fact that Mike Milbury criticized him for sort of dancing on his skates during warm-ups is completely embarrassing. I mean, that's the type of thing that they should look at and say, this is awesome, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was during warm-ups. There was nothing there. This guy is good for the league. He's good for Nashville. And In fact, in my opinion, it's good that that he was traded to the States because he's exactly the type of player that you want in the States, right? Mm -hmm. But is NBC going to pick up the ball and run with it and treat it? I mean, they, they should be, if it's those two teams... Forget the teams. Market the players. Do what the NBA does. Say, hey, kids, guess what? You don't know the Predators or the Penguins. But it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. what you got is Crosby and Subban and Malkin. And if you do that, I think pe- people, it's not, it's not going to make the sport huge. But hockey is so far off, I, I think, in how they market themselves. Start marketing the star players because that's what the young kids want. That's who kids want to watch. That's who kids want to see.
0: And hockey beats it into players from a very early age that you're not supposed to have a personality, usually, unless you're a goalie. Because it's funny, I saw a video clip of Marc-Andre Fleury doing a cartwheel in his gear before a game, and I didn't hear any NBC analysts criticize him. They often just go, ah, goalies are weird. But nobody else, well, I know why that is. Yeah, and Fleury's also white. I I was going to say, it's pretty clear that a lot of the criticisms of P.K. Subban, I think, do not get made about white players who play the exact same way. And that's an important discussion,
1: too, because, I mean, that Mm -hmm. that should... It's 2017. Racism very, very unfortunately still exists. I get all that. But my God, you have a multi-million dollar league here, and you have a a kid in Nashville who is a superstar, and you still have Hockey Old Guard being like, well, that shouldn't happen. He shouldn't be.
0: That's ridiculous. I think it probably played a role in him getting traded. I mean, he got pinned as a guy who was selfish and all about me and all he did was win and succeed. I mean, this is his third conference finals, not his first. Sure. He won the Norris Trophy. I mean, you can't ask much more from a player. And if he was a white defenseman, yeah. uh, do you really see him Shea Weber. getting called? right? Shea if he Weber was the guy or, he was
1: traded for, yeah.
0: you'd be like, oh, this is. But I right. mean, You'd probably be calling him, oh, look, he's a leader. He's great to be around. He keeps the guys loose. And instead, he gets traded, I think, in part. Carey Price got hurt. And they were playing AHL backup goalies, and that's why they melted down two yeah. years ago. Not because PK Subban was too selfish in the locker room or something like that. I, I think that, and I think we're really seeing that here. That he helps teams much more than he hurts them. They've now gotten farther than they ever did with Shea Weber playing defense for the Nashville Predators, and, and he's a dynamic player. Mm-hmm. But where where hockey is
1: fraudulent to a degree, too, I, I, I think is this publicly if you're a hockey player you're supposed to be like you said all about the team and you spout cliches and you're basically told be as boring as possible which by the way is bad for your sport because you're trying to market to people that are looking Mm -hmm. for personalities but then you know as well as i do that behind the scenes there's a lot of selfish players and and so so yeah so so this whole this whole giving pierre Maguire these boring answers, is all BS. Mm -hmm. It's all That's not really how these people are. So basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it as dull as possible as an act. So, okay, 2017. Let's see personalities now. Mm -hmm. And if you're sort of a character or you're sort of... I mean, we all know that pro athletes, for the most
0: part, there's a ton of very selfish people out there. But guess what? A lot of them are really good. And a couple of people that I know in Nashville have talked about how he's just taken the city by storm. I mean, they like hockey down there they go to the games they support it it's not one of the southern markets that we talk about is not paying attention like carolina or florida it's a great city too. it's a great city it's perfect for him but his popularity there Mm -hmm. because they love that there i mean for nashville from the very beginning of their franchise it's been about like the in-game presentation everything else a real focus on that to get people in and make a show And now you've got a really exciting player with personality. And the first thing that Subban did when he got traded there was made a video of himself going to different places and putting a cowboy hat on everything else, just having fun and being entertaining. And the thing with Subban, too, is it's not like there's some sort of other side of this, well, you know, he did this or that or the other thing. They act like there is, though. I tweeted about this the other day, and some of the responses I got were, yeah, well, what about, you know, the, the fact that his team wanted him out or whatever in Montreal? like, uh, okay, was there some thing that I haven't heard of? Well, that was that the GM's to? problem, too. Right. And you think they don't regret that now? It was also the head coach yeah. who wanted him out, who then got fired right (laughs) but that's hockey just looks like such a looks like such a mess Subban to me is the exact guy that you want on the cover of your video game that you want in your commercials that you want people paying attention to and I think about it this way when I was growing up there were I don't know 10 major league baseball players that I could have named as the faces of the sport Sammy Sosa for a time Mark McGuire for a time but the guy who stood out to me was Ken Griffey Jr. Because he had a style and he had personality. And they marketed him really heavily at that time yep. for the video game and had everything on else. Had on backwards. Had fun. Yes.
1: He, had, and, he created a perception that he was always having fun, right or wrong. And if you're a kid, you love that. Exactly. So
0: even though there were players who were more of stiffs, more of that kind of that guy that we were describing, like a, like a Crosby is. You never hear anything from Crosby. He doesn't show any personality, but you still can love him. But I think you don't get to that point where people who don't already love the sport and watch it are yes. going to be interested in the player unless he has something else to him. Yes. And that's what uh, Ken Griffey did for me growing up with baseball yep. and PK could do for other kids now. I will give you a perfect
1: example of, of where hockey stands now. People have been, and this happens every single year, and it's the oldest storyline in, in the book, but every year during the during the playoffs, since they run at the same time, the story is, well, the NBA playoffs are so predictable, and it's just going to be, and it's all this, and, and the NBA, it's it's going to die because of the fact that we know the teams that are going to be in the finals, and the series don't go long, and the NHL is fantastic. It's great. And then we look at the ratings, and the ratings for the NBA, by the way, are fantastic. They're very good. Hockey is fantastic. Hockey. Why? Because the NBA does a fantastic job of doing what? Marketing its stars to the most important people who are not people like me. It's the kids. A kid. If a kid likes John Wall, he's going to watch Washington regardless. But meanwhile, hockey cultivates this. It's all a team sport, and we do this, and we do that, and we're bland, and, and kids don't gravitate towards that. And so so this whole notion that, well, the NBA is in real trouble. No, they're not. Their marketing arm is genius. Meanwhile, I love the sport,
0: but my guys in hockey continue to market it incorrectly. I mean, there's another natural sort of factor to it as well, that if your fan kid is watching John Wall, John Wall will score 30 points that night, mm-hmm. and he's going to drop 10 dimes, and it's going to be fun to watch. In hockey, you get Sidney Crosby being slammed headfirst into the boards and not being taken out of the game, right? Or you get him hit with somebody's stick but,
1: in the face and. But Collar, it is it is inexcusable to me. And Gary Bettman, I would fire him for this alone. It's inexcusable that Gary Bettman and his crew did not have the Edmonton Oilers, did not get the Edmonton Oilers and Connor McDavid on NBC Sports Network once in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Nobody had any idea till the playoffs. I mean, you have, I don't care where, I don't care if he plays on Mars. You've got to tell, you've <laughs> got to go to NBC and you've got to say, we've well, got to work out at least five games where this kid is featured. So when we get to the playoffs, people are like, oh my gosh, this Connor McDavid is worth the price of admission to watch, right? They didn't put him on all season long. That's inexcusable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you watch McDavid score the the goal he scored I think it was in was a game 3 or 4 yeah where he did last the, t- Sunday the night. tight turn yeah, and,
0: yeah. How, if you
1: see that and you like hockey at all you'd say oh my gosh I got to see this kid more but, you know, the NBA does a marvelous job of marketing its superstars and making sure that we know who they are and making sure that they're on. And meanwhile, you've got the Edmonton Oilers, who are a fun team. They're a great team to watch, not appearing once in the States because we'd rather show the Buffalo Sabres because the
0: Buffalo Sabres are in the U.S. and they'll draw more ratings. Mm-hmm. Even though they were bad for the entire it's, it's season. Yeah, crazy. Well, and to your point, too, just about Sorry. highlighting the stars, Connor McDavid can be shut down by Ryan Kessler which as a hockey person, I get excited about. I I say, wow, man, I just love Kessler. I can't get enough of that. But from a league standpoint, if you're just able to whack and hold and grab and check a guy so he can't really score and dominate... How does that get anyone interested? Because I, I could just imagine a scenario that against the Ducks in this series, if Connor McDavid scored like eight goals. I'm not even talking about an all-time performance, just like an, a really, really amazing performance. Scores eight goals, 10 points in seven games, 12, 15 points. I think people would be saying, wow, I've got to gotta check out a few minutes of this because i gotta, I got to see a few shifts of this guy play just because – this is a guy dominating like people haven't dominated before. Instead, even the greatest scorers, they might score three, four goals in a playoff series, and that's good. That's a successful playoff series. With that level of scoring and the fact that star players can be slowed down so easily by grabbing them, checking them, whatever, slashing them in the head sometimes, if it's Sidney Crosby, the fact that you could just do whatever you want to superstars, I mean, the NBA at one point... In its history, said, you know what, these seventy-two to seventy-six basketball games are terrible, yep. and we need this to change, yep. and we need Michael Jordan to be able to fly to the rim and dunk. So we put in this line where you can't stand underneath there, and we put in specific rules to make it so LeBron James and Michael Jordan and the stars of today could succeed and put up big numbers because that's what people want. Every other league saw this. The NFL saw this. Has the NFL hurt by 5,000-yard seasons from passers? Certainly doesn't look like it to me. And the NHL is like, no, 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 no. We want Connor McDavid to be... Hacked and wounded, and whatever we can do, and that's all fine with us because why? That's what I can't figure out is that scoring is at one of its all time lows now. And how does this possibly help you? You know, where you know what Gary might say? Well, we've got plenty of parody, though. If the Senators, a bad regular season team, can make it this far, that means parody, yes. even though they're only there because of a joke of a playoff system where they had to play the Rangers. And, uh, uh, and uh, Boston before yeah, them, and, two
1: teams that weren't that good. And Pittsburgh and the Capitals, which should be your conference finals, so that they get featured at a, at a time when there's fewer series aren't. Uh, it, this is such a, an intriguing conversation to me because I brought this up uh, on Mackie and Judd on um, the Wednesday show. And Dave and Phil sort of started to fall asleep and roll their eyes and mock me. But <laughs> honest to God. So
0: it was just a regular day then. Yeah, exactly.
1: But, but in this case, it, in this case, I think people that love hockey like we do, we share the frustration of why, aren't, why doesn't that league do more? Why aren't they doing more? I mean, I will give you just from this week alone, I will give you a few examples. Um, the Sidney Crosby non-concussion protocol, where he slams into the boards. and, And we get this. And then the league, it's not, okay, not putting him in concussion protocol seemed very questionable to me, but then they come out the next day, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner to Bettman, comes out with a statement that basically says, well, one of our things is we don't consider the boards to be a trigger to put a guy in concussion protocol. If he'd hit his head on the ice and damn near died, then he'd go into protocol. If he had been hit by a bare fist, then he would, or I believe if he had been hit head to head. But you're really sitting there seriously and telling me that one of your star players, who I just saw slam into the boards, who, by the way, had a concussion last week and I think missed parts, large parts of two seasons because of, of a concussion. He doesn't get put into concussion protocol because the boards, the boards as if they move a lot. <laughs> uh, that's embarrassing. Um, a smaller thing, but it drove me crazy, was I, I honestly believed at one time that the Winter Classic was one of the great marketing inventions in sports. When the Sabres played the Penguins in that first game in '09, is that right? Uh, '08, maybe? Oh. That year, I thought to myself, my gosh, you've hit on something. Hockey has hit on something Mm -hmm. that is going to be a New Year's Day tradition that is going to, it won't outright bowl games, but it certainly vied with them for attention. And now you have so many outdoor games that that during the uh, Senators-Rangers game, they teased on NBCSN to coming up a big announcement from Gary Bettman. And Gary Bettman gets on and says, well, next year, our winter classic is going to be the Rangers and the Sabres at City Field. And everyone went, oh, great. That's fantastic. Right. You played 87 outdoor games. Right. Yep. All of these things together. I keep saying, how do you not get it? Because to your point before, every other sport seems to get it. I mean, NBA 100% gets it
0: football might be evil but they get it.
1: <laughs> so it's just all of these things I keep telling these guys I'm like this is beyond frustrating to me.
0: If nothing else they should have learned their lesson from football trying to put it every day of the week, you know, with the yeah. you've got a Monday game right. that lost value because of Thursday games because of Sunday games being more highlighted and you know putting so much emphasis on those Thursday games, I think devalued uh, a lot of the other product so they should have seen you know what there's a tipping point for this and we should probably just leave it at one just one per year except for which was very cool probably teams started pushing for it though because it's a big revenue generator locally it's an exciting
1: event they did but my frustration with hockey is it's always 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 the cash grab it's always the cash grab the outdoor game seems like a a good idea we should protect it Uh uh-uh let's play more let's start playing them in dodger stadium um that frustrates me the fact that they're not on espn with just a package of games baffles me because you get no attention there then it's it's all of these things that add up oh and and the final one to me that is incredibly frustrating is and i get it's a lot but you take the 500 million dollars from vegas right to expand when you have a league that has unhealthy franchises in Florida, in Carolina, in Arizona, mm-hmm. you had a game in Ottawa, in Canada, the capital of Canada, that didn't sell out a playoff game. And you're going into Vegas because it's a cash grab. It's always a cash grab.
0: Mm-hmm. And now I will get off myself. I know. Yeah. Well, uh, take Take a breath because it is one of the most frustrating things for every hockey fan that i talk to too is that no i mean at, almost every hockey fan that i know looks at this league and says i just love hockey and will always love hockey no matter what right. but they are doing so many things wrong and just to add a little bit to my point earlier about highlighting stars and like who cares about parity if you look at yukon women basketball i heard a lot of people say oh, man, why even watch if they just win all the time? These are people who haven't watched anyway. But then when you look at the ratings and the awareness of UConn women's basketball, it is so high because why? Because they did something spectacular. They produced this winning streak that was incredible and must watch and must check out and much like, oh, they're playing. I've got to see what this is about. Hockey never creates that. They never create, oh, I've got to see McDavid. I've got to see Crosby. If you tune in, you should be able to tune in for 10 minutes because a lot of people are like that. You and I have just this. It's just locked on the TV. But most people are like, all right, I'm watching HGTV. Like, oh, I guess this McDavid guy is on. Or maybe you're fighting with the wife over what to watch. You're flipping around. Uh, my in-laws are like this. They flip around all the time. And if you every time you tuned into a hockey game just real quick to see what 's going on to see Sidney Crosby, you saw him do something spectacular. I know it cannot happen as often as basketball, sure, but it needs to happen more often where you just tune in and you 're like, "Wow." That guy just made a play that I can't believe, or that guy's got three goals tonight, or whatever. And it's not like this never existed. This existed in the league when Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux were running it, and now it doesn't. They've eliminated it in the name of parity because they want a lot of people to get playoff revenue. That's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. They want every team to be close, and they want everyone to get playoff revenue. It's why the point system... Doesn't yeah, get changed absolutely. Everything's about,
1: but yep. but that's the thing is every they never do the NHL never does anything for the most part that's good for the game. Everything they do is how can I make a buck, and it's why Bettman doesn't get fired. Yep, Bettman doesn't get fired because Gary Bettman always will do what gets a buck. They there are the problem that the league has right now is there's far too few people in power who give a damn about the game. Like, there's far too few people Mm -hmm. that say, you know what, you're making a lot of money off that, but 20 years from now, this is going to hurt the league. If they had been smart... Listen, the only thing that you need to know about this collection of yahoos is that (laughs) in 2000, and they lost a year to the lockout in 2004-05, right? Then when they came back from that, they had ditched their ESPN contract. I'm sorry, but can you imagine... If ESPN carried a package of games, can you imagine them saying, you know who we don't want this season at all, the Oilers and McDavid. We don't really care. They would say, "Give us McDavid. We will showcase him. We'll put him on SportsCenter. We will people will gravitate towards him." But instead, the NHL in its infinite wisdom, they didn't even go to NBCSN back then. They went to Outdoor Life Network. Because Gary took a, a revenue share from NBC, the network at the time, and then he took and then OLN, which was dying, offered some chump change, and he took the chump change. I mean, this is these are all the problems. This is why, when, if I'm not mistaken, when Gretzky, uh, and then Lemieux, when Gretzky came into his own, and I know when Lemieux came up and was drafted, uh, that was in the midst of the of when ESPN had the contract originally. Lemieux for sure, and you know what? Then, but this is the same league back then that went to Sports Channel America. No one could find it. I didn't have it at the time. So this is a long-standing problem, unfortunately.
0: Okay. Switching topics to the games we're excited about. (laughs) Yes. I promise we are. It's still a great league. it's still a great sport. It is still a great great sport. And I am excited about uh, at least one of these series. Okay. We both agree on Pittsburgh here, right? They're my pick to win the cup. I'm... I guess we'll have to see how it plays out and make sure that they get there first. I have Nashville to win the Cup. Okay. Because I think outside of P.K. Subban and that defense, which deserves a lot of recognition for more than just Subban, but Ryan Ellis is a fantastic player. He's another offensively dynamic player. Also, I mean, give credit to Matthias Ekholm. If you don't know who he is, He's one of those guys they have to kind of keep an eye on closely to see his value mm-hmm. because he is the Nicholas Jarmelson of uh, Nashville. Oh, I like Jarmalson. Yeah, a lot. he's a shutdown defensive player yep. who, if you pair him with Subban and you can turn Subban loose, it's just great for them. But you got to watch the high skill of their top line. Philip Forsberg, Victor Arvidson, Ryan Johansson, they dominated this year, one of the best lines in the NHL. And I think that's just going to be a little too much for the Ducks. Even though the Ducks, I think, proved something in this last series. Like I've looked at them as a team that was fading a little past their prime. laugh isn't as good as he used to be. Perry had career low in ice time. And then in this series, Perry was good again. laugh is just a monster. He's a, such a mean SOB. I love that guy. And then their defense too uh, is yep. maybe just as good. I don't know if just as good, but they've got some some players back there. Mm-hmm. In um, Hampus Lindholm is a great puck mover. Sammy Vatanen's a great skater. And their goaltending has stabilized quite a bit. And I that think. and that might be the difference in the series. If Anaheim is going to win, I think it might be because they have a better goalie. Pekka Rinne has played well, yep. but his history is very up and down. It's kind of like when he's playing hot, he's really really good, mm-hmm. but. He's not always that way in the playoffs or in his, his regular season. So I, I will still pick Nashville, but this one looks like a seven-gamer to me.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. The interesting thing to me about Pittsburgh is this. Nobody trusts Flurry and goal, right? I mean, to this day now because of, of his uh, past playoff problems. But Murray's back now. So if Flurry uh, starts this next series against the Sens and doesn't play well, there's a backup to go to. Uh, Crosby remains Crosby. Uh, What would you say we can learn to from this? Uh, Because what we always get from casual uh, sports fan is the NHL is crazy. Look at Nashville's an eight seed, right? Nashville's an eight seed, and they're going to be in the finals possibly. What should we realize, Collar, in your mind about roster construction? Because uh, just to say, man, just a lot of those eight seeds make it, I think is to miss the point that in this league – A lot of teams are trying, just want to make the playoffs. So Nashville is not just some arbitrary, weird team that that got hot to me, unlike the Sens. This is a really good team, and I'm not that surprised.
0: I think it says a lot about the standing system, because when you look at all the five-on-five numbers, goal differential, goal scored, shot differential, save percentages— Nashville and Chicago were similar regular season teams. Nashville barely made the playoffs, and Chicago won the division. And there was a huge gap in standings points, but there wasn't a huge gap in how they actually played. So I think that that's one thing to keep in mind when you're talking about team strength. The same thing when the Kings won their first cup, and I think it was an eight seed. Anybody who looked at the numbers beyond just the standings said, I mean, this is one of the best teams in the league. And they were
1: built for the playoffs. Yeah. But once again, they were just built for the playoffs, too, because you said that's going to be a good playoff team. Well,
0: that was part two, is that playoff hockey is just different than regular season hockey. It's what makes it so difficult to predict. And oftentimes, it's just about how the two teams match up. I mean, in this case, Ottawa hits the New York Rangers, I think, at the right time, where... Henrik Lundqvist is not the goalie that he used to be. In the past, Henrik Lundqvist could steal series, and this year he had his lowest save percentage of his career. So the Rangers still play this style that relies a lot on Lundqvist to make ridiculous saves, which he did at times during the series. Yeah, he played well at times. But there was also a game mixed in there where he didn't play his best, and they end up giving up six goals and losing. So I think that's how it ends up playing out to me is it's not just about – Uh, who has the best team, because the Capitals had the best regular season team, but also how you match up. And so if you're the Capitals and you run into the factor that can always change everything, a good goalie or a goalie playing well, along with a team who was similar in the regular season but has Sidney Crosby, and there's this massive uh, emphasis on the centers when it gets to the playoffs. You just see it throughout the history. Yes, They have Crosby, they have Malkin, it it's just gonna to be tough on you. It's just it's a very hard matchup for the Capitals to win. So uh it's a little different than basketball where it's like if we have more talent we win.
1: Right. Uh do you think also that o- Ovechkin should be traded? Given I... given the series now now the interesting dynamic with the Capitals too is they are going to have to they're now going to lose some players. But if you were the Capitals, would you trade him or would you say, you know what? We'll give it at least one more shot with
0: him. Hmm. I think it would all depend on what you could get for him because I do think that he's finally hitting the point in his career, which is one of the greatest careers of anyone who's ever played hockey. And he has 90 points in 97 playoff games. So for anybody who thinks he just doesn't show up because that's what you hear, well, that's false. I mean, he's done his job, which is to score. His job is not to be Sidney Crosby, which is to dominate every facet of the game. It's to score. And as you
1: said, he's not a center, so it's going to be a different
0: So even, if he, even if he was a dominant defensive player, yeah. the impact would be a lot less, sure. I think, than it is when Sidney Crosby does it, or Jonathan Taves at his best, or Anzi Kopitar, just complete two-way dominance. Even if you're a winger... The impact uh, just isn't as much the way I look at it. But because he only scored 33 goals this year, because his production did start to fade, if someone was talking about Las Vegas giving you their sixth overall pick, maybe you would think about it because of his age. The reason that I don't see it happening, though, is just because of who he is and what he's meant to that city in terms of hockey – I mean, they had their days with Ole the goalie and uh, Adam Oates, Joe Juno. Yeah, they got uh,
1: yeah, they got good for a while there.
0: But this is different. Which I mean, the, this has made Washington a hockey city. He's the first name that you think of in in Capitals. Yeah, it would it would be, it would be like Griffey going to the Reds, right? I mean, it would just be like but, really. But but you are, but you also are the guy that believes in, in hitting the, the detonate button when the time is right. I don't know that the time is right. I think that if you brought back this same exact roster, you would put yourself probably in position to compete for another Stanley they Cup. probably
1: can't, right? I mean, I think they've got too many guys coming up. I
0: mean, if the only—yeah, that's probably right. But if the only reason, like Kirk, he's going to be a free agent. I think uh, TJ Oshie is too. But if the only reason that you keep losing in the playoffs is because you keep running into Sidney Crosby when you have the best team in the league, I don't know what you're supposed to do. I don't know what you're supposed to do different. Who are you going to trade Alex Ovechkin for that's going to beat Sidney Crosby at his best? You're probably not. That's your
1: problem. Well, much like to your point, if you look at the wild roster right now and project this thing into the playoffs, the question becomes next year, are your centers going to be that different and that good? And the answer is probably no. I mean, if, if one of the two, let's say, or three primary players Positions of strength in the playoffs is center, right? Mm-hmm. The Wild is going to be the Wild. I mean, you're bringing Koivu back, you'll bring Stahl back. Stall's a nice player, but when you, but as as you said, when you look around the league at the dominant centers right now who are making playoff runs, those guys are a whole lot better than anything you have.
0: Yep. And that and the thing with Ovechkin and why it, it's different than the Wild is that if he does bounce back next year to have a 50 goal season, Nicholas Backstrom is still there. Those are elite players in the league. To me, they've just always been missing a true number one defenseman. And then this time, they lost because they ran into a goalie who was playing better than their goalie. As odd as it is for that to be Mark Andre Fleury, he was yeah. terrific they in, the, won in the series, game,
1: three games of that series where where you could look at Andre oh yeah. Fleury, Mark Andre Fleury's play and say yep. And he I would say that. Yeah.
0: I would say Pittsburgh played their best game in Game Seven, but at the same time. Flurry was amazing and had to be again. So if I'm Washington, I probably keep it as status quo. I look at it a little bit different than I look at the wild, where I think the wild. Or you would hit the detonate button. If well, you they just. Well, you can't. So don't worry it, about it. It's always it's always. Am I actually the GM or am I like philosophical? GM video game GM where I'm not right. going to get fired right if I'm actually the GM I think well let's give it another run next year with this same roster because we were pretty good if I'm the video game GM I do anything and everything I can to take any shot at getting an elite player because right now I have a bunch of good players Washington still has elite players yeah, you're right they just don't have that defenseman, and they've also been a victim of a bad playoff system that makes them second round outs instead of conference finals. The
1: Wild, right? the Wild also has uh, does not have a goaltender who we've ever said has won you multiple playoff games, maybe one mm-hmm. in a series here or there. But Devin Dubnik, there's never been a conversation of, oh, my gosh, he just won that series. And there certainly has not been a conversation of, of man, he won like three games. I mean, mm-hmm. Flurry played fantastic this last series you name me cuz there, but there's not a series where, where we could say the same about Dubnick he doesn't exist which is a massive problem.
0: Yeah, and that's another, I don't see that change. That's another one that I don't know what to do with because Dubnick has one of the best save percentages all situation and even strength over the last 3 years. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, he he hasn't stolen a playoff series yet, so we shouldn't keep him, but you could be at risk of getting Eddie Lack or something and yep. falling apart like the Carolina Hurricanes. Sam Bradford a quarterback.
1: I don't think you've that got some, I don't think Dubnick is like Sam Bradford. No, but I'm saying you've got some you've got I think their team some, is, yes. You've got some decent stats to go on and you say, oh, he's not that bad," but then you could also probably make a pretty good case of why why you should as you like to say blow things up and go in a different direction and say, "Okay, do we want to be consistently good or potentially great?" The problem for the Wild that I keep going back to is when Suter and prezi signed it, nobody ever said that day, it's going to be really fun to go to the playoffs a lot. You know, five consecutive playoff right. runs. Oh, but by the way, you're going to get bounced on the first or second round. The conversation on that day is, oh, my gosh, we you could win a Stanley Cup. So if the conversation had been, I just want, want to go back to the playoffs, that's fine, but that was not the conversation.
0: All right. Well, very excited to see how this I'm plays glad out. Back. I'm just not d- our hockey. D- despite play. the uh, frustrations with the league and the PK Subban thing, really just sent me through the roof. I'm, so, I'm with you. Totally. Like, I don't mean to complain constantly about the league, but that just made my head explode and just brings up a bunch of other issues. Well, but I am excited for how this is going to play out
1: in the Stanley. And Cup Mike Final. Milbury, tell me something on, on these telecasts, okay? All he ever tells me is lack of effort.
0: Yeah, oh every time. It's like give me every time. Tell me something I don't know. Like
1: I don't know a lot of things and you played or you coached or you were GM. Tell me tell me something more than well, they just lacked effort there.
0: Tell me what happened. Well and also there's no personality on that show either. I mean it's just Yeah, you're right, because I mean on. I mean Millberry if he's not going after Subban and a mostly racist way. Yeah. Uh yeah, he does. Yeah, to some extent. Keith Jones is pretty bland, you're right. But even then it's like very it's it's very muted. It, there's not a whole lot of laughs. This is serious hockey talk you're right. like and it TNT's is just
1: they're they're yucking it up yes and you're i right.
0: mean you're tnt right. is a gold standard that's tough to reach but even the nfl pregame shows that right. have some like we're enjoying the, the game a little bit as opposed to everything is just the most serious thing of all time i like, just
1: want to start with tell me things i don't know because there's
0: a lot yes. i don't know yeah don't at just, least get there
1: every every between periods now it's a oh, lack of effort there or hard work okay i can see hard work
0: or you know who's great is a bottom sixer you've never heard of. You know who sucks is yep. the star player. You're Boy, right. he's got a – it's like always attacking stars, always giving credit to bad players. There are a lot of problems there, but we're still going to watch. Yeah, of course Because that's we what will. we do. Because we're
1: suckers. We're gluttons. <laughs> All right,
0: we're All done. All right, see ya. Paps Blue Ribbon is always smooth, always refreshing, and the perfect choice at the game or out with friends. And now, add gold to the great PBR tradition, because Paps Blue Ribbon was awarded the Gold Medal for American Style Lager at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival. That makes four gold medals for PBR in the last 11 years. Not bad. It's that gold medal taste that has made Paps Blue Ribbon a Twin Cities favorite. When you're this good, quality always comes through. Go for the gold. PB Army,
1: ASAP.